Alright, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters of the brush, it's Chris Grundy, your host of The Brush Shop Show. This afternoon we're heading out to England to speak to Jack of JET Painting or Jet Painting. I think Jack is ready to go here. Hey, how's it going, Jack? What's happening? You all right? I'm all right. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, buddy. All right, right on. Thanks for uh, joining me this evening. I learned something today. I see that you have a new baby. So uh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, keep, keep me busy, definitely. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, <laughs> I know you said that was your first one. I've been there a few times. About to oh. go there again myself. Oh really? So oh, yeah, coming up again oh. in uh, in March. Oh, brilliant! And end of March. So my last two will be like. 53, 54 weeks apart. It's crazy. It's scary how quick it's gone already. It's four months. Yeah. It's a yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Anyway, so thanks uh, again for joining me this evening. I know it's 9 p.m. on your end. Yeah. 4 p.m. over here. It's cold as hell. Very cold. To be you fair, know, it's probably, it, probably not much not much colder. Well, over here, it's drizzly and horrible. It's been miserable last couple of months. You're, you're above zero. Yeah, well, true. I'm about 18 below zero <laughs> with the wind chill. Actually, I don't think it's that bad today, but the last couple of days were just brutal. I keep, uh, you know, thinking of that uh, pinkation down there in Hawaii with Sam. <laughs> but the borders are closed, so can't get in. No, exactly. Can't do anything at the moment. But uh, anyways, let's get this show started. So please uh, tell the people who you are and where you're from. Yeah, so name's Jack. Um I've got a small business called Jet Decorating or JET, and yeah, based down on the uh, in the south of England, really, um, covering pretty much whole of the south. Um, yeah, doing my thing. So when you say south, you didn't say southeast or southwest. Like south, yeah, uh, south, southeast, southeast, southeast. Yeah, so um, just kind of, I mean, London is an easy, easy, easy one to use. Um, about probably. 40 minutes south of London, so near the beach. I'm okay. on the coast. Right on. Well, now the Brush Shop Show has been on all corners of England. Yeah. <laughs> we've been up to the northwest, the northeast. We've been all through the middle, out the west, and I don't think I've had anyone on the southeast. Brilliant. I may have been just not realized, but uh, <laughs> I, know you, I know you guys have like a, it seems like every other town out there is some kind of shire. Yeah, yeah. Buckinghamshire, uh, Hampshire. Um, yeah, there's quite a few. <laughs> I'm yeah, Sussex, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm where I am. I, we've got West Sussex and East Sussex. I'm West Sussex. Okay, right on. All right, well let's uh, let's get into the show here and let's. How long have you been in the industry? That has been such a tongue twister the last eight episodes <laughs> for me. It's my first question. I can never get it out right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've been on my own for about seven years now, um, and before that, I was kind of learning and kind of shadowing people for a couple of years um not just doing painting kind of doing everything um kind of jack of all trades if you pardon the pun um so yeah so kind of seven years on my own okay so i see that a lot of the guys in the uk have like maintenance is it is in their uh, their company is yeah. that something that's pretty common over there like a painter and you also do general maintenance or yeah so yeah so um for me, I know we'll probably dive into it probably, but um, so I was doing maintenance for like rentals, so like student accommodation. So 
people move out, I'd come in, you know, if, if, you know, if they'd left and they'd broken a door or broken a window or, you know, damage the floor or whatever, I'll come in and, and do those little jobs just to kind of get it up to, up to standard before it can be passed on to the next tenants. So that's, that's where, yeah, kind of maintenance over here is that general handyman kind of any, anything from fixing a door lock to plastering a ceiling. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's quite a big, Gotcha. So today, are you more tend to stick to the painting or are you still doing like a general maintenance? I kind of, uh, yeah, I stick to the painting mostly now um, because I've kind of gone down an avenue where I kind of feel like I'm producing a lot better quality and I'm enjoying it a lot more. Whereas the maintenance stuff is a bit itty bitty and, you know, I still do it for, you know, regulars of mine. I've got right. customers who I do regular work for on a regular basis, you know, and it's a like, you know, on the way home and they go, oh, are you free to, to fix a, a leaky tap or, you know, my, my doors come off the hinges or some, something like that and I'll just fly by and do it. Um, but yeah, I try and stay more painting side now. All right. So when you had the option to go out on your own and you had all these different things that you were working with, doing some carpentry, a little bit of this, and a little bit, why was it that you decided to take the brush of all those different things that you're able to do? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I, I kind of fell into it. So uh, my uncle has been a painter for, I'll probably get angry if I get it wrong, probably 40, 40 years now, probably. Um, he's been doing it pretty much his whole life. And um, yeah, when I, I, I left college and, and my dad's a builder as well. So my dad was in the construction side of things. And um, yeah, I was kind of just working with my dad to get a wage really, to kind of get some sort of pocket money coming in. And um, yeah, the one thing my dad hates is painting. He hasn't got the patience for it at all. So I kind of ended up doing those jobs for him. And um, yeah, I just kind of got quite fascinated with it and started, I, I, I think where a lot of people thought it was like mind numbing and boring, I found it quite enjoying. So I just carried on going down that avenue really. Okay. So did you work for any actual paint companies before you started up a paint business? So um, this is going to sound really weird. No. So I, I only really worked for other than my uncle who, who has a painting business. Um, I kind of worked, like I said, it was kind of two years before I went on my own. So I was kind of bouncing around doing, you know, a couple of months with someone and kind of just getting a feel for all, all areas. So I didn't want to, because when I left college, I, I didn't want to just kind of go, that's what I'm doing. I kind of wanted to have a feel around, see what, what I enjoyed, um, what experience I could pick up. And yeah, working my uncle, doing a lot of stuff with him. Um, like I said, you know, he's where he lives. He's more east to me. He's probably about half hour down the road. But, um, you know, you go down the street and you can count the houses he's done down the street, you know. So I was kind of working with him for a while, kind of learning technique and learning methods and systems and the way to do stuff um and then equally from my dad i was learning to do the the handyman stuff so okay but no but in terms of company wise um like i said my uncle and then working with my dad kind of doing the more maintenance side of things and then i did a short period with a building company which did again um student accommodation so they would go in gut the property completely strip it out you know put up walls put up partitions put a new kitchen in and i'd come in and, and and decorate it 
and then it basically got so to cut a, a very 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 long story short um so my dad was doing maintenance for an estate agent so like a realtor kind of thing an office and um like i said when people moved out we came in and my dad was just kind of paying me a wage because we were we were we were doing properties and i was kind of going in there on a day rate and just doing doing the work and it got to the point where my dad was like well you know i'm not doing anything i might as well give you the job um but in order for that to happen i had to be a, a business i had to be my own company because they couldn't just pay anyone off the street they had to pay a business gotcha so that's how it came about really it was literally like within a week i was in the big bad world and going christ what, what am i doing right on so you <laughs> didn't uh, so basically this company was just handing you all these units to spruce up yeah basically yeah and anything from like i said anything from i don't know like water damage you know, someone's had a leak and you got to go and repair it or to you know full full redex and then from that um it had its pros and cons you know i i, I learned my skills and i'm self-taught really i kind of learned my what i could do and and things like that and methods but equally also got lazy because you know with things like rentals and things like that it's very much getting it out there's no real pride in it it's kind of you're there to do a job get it done leave yeah you know so because of that it and early on of me working it got in bad habits because i was just like we're just getting get out we'll get it done mm -hmm. whereas now on my own you know you see it as a big picture and go actually no there's take pride in what you do you know enjoy it absolutely absolutely so in today's uh jet painting is that the same type of work you're doing or have you gone a complete different route now so yeah so i kind of focus more now on on purely kind of paint decorating um and then obviously within the last couple of years i've kind of got into the spraying side of thing um spraying is still relatively new in the uk um i mean you know it's we're we're very very slow <laughs> like, like i i i see uh nathan just jumped in there and i always tease him yeah. i see that you guys are like uh, the flintstones over in that side of the world <laughs> you know? yeah we're we're really behind with everything i mean it's um yeah it's shocking to be honest with you we're, we're kind of always playing catch up um but yeah so I, and that was another thing once i kind of started learning methods and doing research and looking up on you know systems and things that just opened up a whole new avenue for me and a whole new market for where for, for uh, where i am right on so speaking of uh market how do you market your business um it's most uh, so i've got a website um and facebook for me was my biggest one um it wasn't until a couple of years ago i actually started pushing instagram um i, ha I had the account but like i said because i was doing this work for these agents it wasn't anything i was kind of i wasn't focused on publishing work as a mm -hmm. portfolio i was just it was just a wage so and i i had the account for you know for the main reason of having you know find us on facebook instagram yeah that that was the reason i had it i never really used it um but yeah facebook was a massive one for me um and where i live we've got like a community page on facebook and it's quite a small community um but everyone kind of uses the same people so there's like one electrician one plumber one painter you know what i mean so uh word of mouth for me is is quite a big one definitely. right on 
Do you tend to work very close to home, being in a small community? Uh, yeah. So it started from I'm, I was living kind of more in the city, doing work, and especially down. I'm, I'm, in, I'm sure it's the same everywhere. But you know, you're kind of you know, you're a fish in, in the ocean, really. You're, 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 there's so many companies coming up left, right, centre, and it's so easy to unless you're doing something completely different or you've got a team of team of you know 10 20 guys you're never going to be really well known um or kind of have a really good name for yourself so yeah when we moved out to the sticks it was a little bit so I'm in in the country now there's not much here but um it's been brilliant for me since I moved here because like I said it is close knit um I still I mean I still travel you know probably 20 minutes is the furthest I've got to travel okay. down the road. But it's all word of mouth. You know, people, oh, I heard you did so-and-sos and I'm friends with so-and-so, you know. So for me, that's that, that's brilliant because, A, I know that my name's getting out there. But B, I know that I can never step off my game or perform badly because everyone's going to know, you know. Mm-hmm. If, I do, if I do a bad job for, for I don't know, Susie down the road, she's going to tell her friend Jean, up uh, mm-hmm. next door, do you know I mean so it's um it's yeah it's been brilliant for me since moving out to a smaller community mm-hmm. um my business has, has kind of grown massively yeah and when you say sticks i'm pretty sure it was your story that i saw yesterday and when you say sticks you really mean sticks i believe yeah. you were driving on like a almost looked like a one lane dirt road with like <laughs> yeah. puddles everywhere and yeah yeah, you know, yeah. I, i've seen the I've seen some people actually, I don't even know if they have fences around the farms, but I've seen a couple of the UK guys like literally having to stop in the road to let the cows pass. Yeah, it's um, the, the more, so you find that more when you go up north, I think because there's there's more more land. So yeah, the further north you get, the more kind of, um, especially at Scotland, places like that. Yeah. You know, or, you know, we went up, uh, up to a place called County Durham a couple of months ago. And it's like, you know, you drive for like an hour and there's like a small little village with like a petrol station. And then you go like a couple of hours down the road and then there's another little village and the rest of it is just greenery. And yeah, that is when there's like horse run across the road and cows across the road. Whereas here, I mean, it's, we are, there's a lot of farmland around us, but it's all kind of, all the livestock's kind of cornered off. So we haven't right. got any of that. <laughs> yeah, I see uh, Nathan saying that you have to stop until the cows pass. It's the law. We have oh, a very yeah. similar law here, but it's not for cows, especially in a big city like uh, Toronto. We can't hit, We, I mean, not that I would want to, but we can't hit Canadian geese. That's oh, a really? big, it's a big problem if you hit one of those things. And they cause traffic jams like you wouldn't believe, especially when they get their little babies and there's like 30 of them and they're crossing the main road. They end up on the highways and all kinds of stuff. And oh, really? Cause massive stopping. traffic jams. It's insane. <laughs> and, you know, people get out of their cars and try to chase them and they start crossing and then they circle back and they end up right in the middle of the, I don't know what the hell those Canadian police <laughs> are thinking, but uh, we, we tried to ship a bunch of them because here, especially along the lake, we have the lake here in Toronto. Um, it was so, so many geese down there that we actually sent some out to the East coast. Oh, really? What, what the hell were they thinking? I hope they clip <laughs> their wings. Those things will come right back. They used to fly south and come back, right? So I don't know why they, uh, they used um, border collies who are trained to yeah, yeah. sheep and herded up some geese, they put them in a truck and shipped them over. And it's like, they're going to fly back, you stupid fools. But uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's the government for you, right? They never think before they do shit. Um, do you work alone or do you have a team? No, yeah. So I, I work alone. 
um, uh, again, my so my dad's looking at finally retiring now. Uh, it's a long time every year, um, but he still jumps on jobs for me if I need some bits doing. Um, like for example, if I need carpentry bits doing, he'll jump on with me. But other than that, I, I, I'm on my own. Um, I've started pairing forces with a lad called Reese from RBS Decorating. He's a really good lad, similar age to me, um, similar kind of time on the tools, you know, as a business. Um, so we've kind of been doing some work sharing this year, well, okay. last year. Um, but yeah, um, it's something I've been looking at for a while, um, taking someone on. But it, for me, it's more, I need to know that it's viable. And I need to know that I've got the work there because I don't like the idea of having somebody there for the sake of it. You know? For sure, for sure. For sure. Uh, what do you feel has been your biggest success this far through your career? Um, I think being my own boss, I think. I mean, a, a lot of guys who I kind of went to college with and went to school with and stuff, you know, they're still kind of doing the same thing and haven't really moved out of the town. And, you know, whereas, you know, come 16, 17, when I left college, um, I was straight out working and, you know, living out of out of home and kind of, yeah, I think for me, definitely being my own boss and having, you know, what I've got is mine and what I've, I've earned it. And, you know, it's, there's no, I think there's no better feeling than, you know, being just being able to say that, you know, you've, you've worked for something and you've, you know, it, it is yours. For sure. What's your typical, uh, day like your week are you seven day a week kind of guy you a nine to five so I, I was doing um six days I try not to do weekends um if i can help it um but yeah there's, there's i had a project on a while ago which i was doing seven days from like six o'clock till you know six to six and it was just too much you know and i, I was i wasn't enjoying it because I was just tired and cranky. So I try to stick to five days now, especially with Lit with Litland as well. Um, yeah. You know, my, my missus does an amazing job during the week with, with her. So then come come weekend, it's, it's, it's my time. Right on. Do you have any big plans for the near future? So, yeah. So I think going back to having guys with me, um, I'd like long term I've always said it long term I'd like to be able to have you know a couple of vans you know a couple of couple of guys who, who I've got doing jobs elsewhere under my name um, but I think with, with this trade it's very hard finding unless you train them from, from scratch it's very hard finding someone who's going to do it to your standard and you know yeah. it, it's it's you know it, it's nothing that we haven't heard we've all been yeah. through one of those very hard things that's do you pick up someone who's experienced and has their habits and their way when you may have a yep. different system that you want to implement? You know what I mean? Or do you pick yep. up a young guy and have to spend time that you may not have to train him the way that you want? So it's like, yeah. try to balance you're, you're, those you're, out. And... You're giving someone your baby to go out there and, and you know, they're, they've got your name on their shirt. Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, they're wearing your sure. name. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, you're in a small community. It's a word of mouth. This one tells that one. This one tells that one. Yeah. In a big city, we still have that, but it's yeah. you know more on the local streets. But we have the internet. Yeah. Anyone yeah, yeah, can yeah. go online and just beat your name up, and uh, that can literally exactly. damage and, you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you know, you know I've seen it happen to people who I know, and you know, 
through through stuff that's not even to do with work but they know they've got their business and they've left a you know a crap review for them and it just messes everything up you know yeah um, but no yeah definitely i think but equally with me living where i am it's hard for me to have a number of vans until i've got the multiple multiple jobs going on at once if that makes sense because at the moment it's, it's not viable but that is that is the plan to to have not a massive team of guys i don't want to be one of those who you know has got 10 15 guys and then every every week you've got to you know pay out huge amounts of wages and have to really work really sit down because I'm, I'm rubbish with paperwork i'm mm-hmm. terrible my missus does everything really um <laughs> i just go out to work and come home in the evening um you know so to manage loads of guys would be a, a, a task and I, I, again i probably wouldn't enjoy it but yeah a couple of guys that's probably all right yeah. so when you say you you're rubbish with paperwork are you doing the fred flintstone style paperwork where you're doing <laughs> pen and paper because in your phone you're using a smartphone there are so yeah, many apps not... that will help you my friend it was very hard for me because i was always pen and paper yeah um i changed over to a couple different apps i use one for invoicing and one to keep track of everything and yeah at the end of the year the tax time it's so easy i open it up and i see exactly what i spent you can tag different things you know what i mean yeah. and it, it, it's not as hard as, no, as and, uh, yeah, I know, and I, I mean, I think the thing is with me, I'm kind of people who know me know that I can get quite quite scatty. Mm-hmm. So you know, if I'm busy working and stuff, I'll go right. I've got to do that, and then you know, five minutes out, I've forgotten about that, and then you know, people chasing me up. And but again, you know, that's something I need to work on on that side of the business because you know, it doesn't look good on you if someone's having to chase you for for you know for a response. Um, but again, like I said, Kate, my partner, she's got her own business and she's very business minded. So bless her when she's not looking after the baby, she's kind of doing emails and helping me out on that, on that part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did have, I did have the apps and stuff and then, um, I think the trials ran out and uh, I didn't want to pay any money. You, you know, it, they're, they're well worth it. They're, they will keep, trust me, they will keep you organized. Man. Yeah, it I is know, so uh, easy. I used to have a door full of gas receipts because I have to keep them, right? So I would just keep them there. And then I thought, you know, at the end of the year, I would bring them all in and I would sit there with a calculator and add them all up. Then I thought, you know, as the years went on, I thought, this is stupid. I have to yeah. sit here for a few hours to total up receipts. You screw one up, you got to start all over again. Yeah. Right. So then I thought, okay, I'll keep an envelope in the door. So then anytime I would go to the gas station, if it cost me $60, I would already have the last total. So this time I put 60 bucks. I was already at 1200. I put 60, 1260. I'll stick that in the envelope. So I did that for years. Now I don't even keep the receipt. As soon as I get my receipt from the gas station, I take out my phone. I open up my app, take a picture of it. Boom. Receipts in the garbage. Yeah. To be right. fair, we got a we, we, we've got we've got a very good accountant. So me and my partner, because we've both got businesses, um, our, our own businesses, we've got quite a good accountant that we pay monthly for. So right. he's very good at you know he's he's on top of everything. You know we've like, a bit like that. We've got like Dropbox. So we kind of again we you know scan things that we need to scan, and then mm-hmm. he'll 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 sort it and out. And if you so. and if you get those digital apps, he will love you even more because all <laughs> of that can be pushed right to him, and you've basically done it. You might be able to eliminate him. Yeah, anyway, true. Very let's, true. Uh, let's talk about your favorite brush. What is your favorite brush, Jack? Um, so I really like the Monarchs. Um, ha Yeah. So, but equally, they're, you know, they're as rare as rocking horse shit, really, in the UK. Um, they're really hard to get hold of. Um, there's one place in the UK that sells them. 
which is a place called Homebase, which is, you know, a real kind of standard DIY store. And even then, they're like entry-level ones. They're not even the best ones. Right, um, right. So, yeah, and then with lockdown and everything, you know, people doing DIY and stuff, people have just been emptying the shelves. So trying to find them, you know, is, 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 is quite hard. But then, um, yeah, I've started using Oldfields uh, as well. Oldfields and um, what else am I using? Corona, actually. I've, I've I've started using a couple of Corona brushes and um, yeah, they're pretty good. I like I like the Coronas too; they're decent. But uh, the Monarchs, we don't even have access to them at all here. There's not even oh, really? one store that has them. Yeah, but I got yeah. a lot of Australian friends. They treat, <laughs> they treat me nice and they send me brushes, and I love them deeply and oh, dearly see, for need, that. Uh, yeah, I need, I need to get on the I need to get on no. DMs and start messaging some you know, people. I, you know, people always say that Canadians were the nice people. I think the Aussies are nicer. Definitely, they're, they're, yeah, I'm pretty I mean, sure. I heard Canadians as well, but I mean, I definitely I, the, the Aussie guys I know they're they're brilliant. Um, yeah, their and, their uh, humor their humor is a little different than the majority <laughs> of us, but they're good people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about some hobbies before we jump into some viewer questions. What are some Ho of your hobbies that you like to do? Hobbies. So um, I played rugby uh, for quite a few years, um, and that was my. Um, before painting and stuff, that was my main, main my main goal, um, to kind of go into that field. Um, I was playing quite high level, and then yeah, kind of. Well, it was two things. It was yeah, it was um, going don't go into it too much, but yeah, it was it was rugby or the military. That were my two things that I wanted to go into. But um, yeah, rugby is one of my hobbies. Um, I got a bad injury a couple of years ago, which I can't play now. Um, and shooting as well, I shoot. Um, I shoot clay pigeons and stuff like that, and that's sporting. So, yeah, that's, that's good fun. Right on. I see uh, Painters Emporium said they sent me some old fields to try out, which is good because I've been saying for the last few weeks that I have a couple old fields at the shop. The problem is in Canada, it's friggin' cold in the winter, right? So you get to the <laughs> shop, you open up the door, and it's just like everything kind of gets thrown in. And yeah. uh, the stupid crap that's going on with lockdowns and stay at home and this and that, it's like I kind of slowed down a little bit. I'm going back into a Monday and I ain't even looking back. I sat there for too long. I've never done that before in my life and it's, it's horrible. So I haven't been able to find them. So I think that those things may get here before the nice weather. So that'll be good. I can finally try it. I meant to try it when I first got it. Somebody had sent it. I can't remember who it was and I didn't try it out. Um, but I always heard Mickey going on about the Monarchs. So I tried that yeah. one. He sent me my first one. And I yeah. fell in love with it. Now, now I got a good dozen or so. And I but treat was, um, them I treat them like I will never get another one. Yeah, you were, yeah like, exactly. You know, I have a couple brushes. Like I had a guy, uh, actually, he's in the States, but from Brazil. He sent me a Brazilian brush. And I know I'll never get another Brazilian brush uh, because uh, I'm just not going to get one. I've never used the brush. Never use it. It's, it's a prize it. to me. It's, it's, you know, yeah. it's a sentimental piece. But that was kind of the thing with the Monarchs. I, I, I wish that, you know, I, that they, they used to do some really nice ones. Um, and then stocks started changing and things. And that, I haven't been able to get them since. And, mm -hmm. again, I kind of used them and then forgot about them. And, you know, they dried out and whatever. But it was, um yeah, people like Josh from, you know, Painted by Josh, you know, he was talking about the Monarchs and the old fields. I was like, I've got to try me those. And there's a company now in the UK that that does the old fields exclusive, do like does like a UK thing. So we just buy them in bulk. I gotta try this one out on Monday. 
So my my aunt, no, I'm not gonna try it out on Monday. This one Sam sent me from his antique collection. It's a really weird looking rum. That looks like, like a, a um like a Stalmeister kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. But there's there's one in the oh, I can't remember. It's called now. But like you can get them over here. They're like on real long sticks like this, mm. and then they're like at a forty five degree angle. But they're the same same sort of head as that. Yeah, round like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, same sort of head. Yeah. Yeah, but they they come on they come on like a long stick with like a bolt on, so you can kind of get up in a, in corners and stuff. Yeah, this yeah. one is uh, made in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Nice. All right, uh, do you have any advice that you'd like to pass on to the painters out there? Anything? Um, I think, I think don't yeah, learning from experience. I think it, it's very important to, you know, have pride in what you do and not rush things and don't don't look at it as a paycheck you know look at it as you know it's your name it's it's your your livelihood <clears> you know don't just get in there and get out you know have, have pride take time and you know enjoy what you do for sure um yeah i mean yeah i did it i i that's what i was like when, when i was saying about the bad habits earlier on it, you know getting to the habits of kind of getting in getting out having no sort of real pride but um, yeah, seeing seeing you know the rest of the clients' faces and stuff. If you actually take pride and give a very good finish of work, people are you know it's it's worth it seeing people's reactions when you you know transform the homes for them. Really, one hundred percent. It's uh, it's always good when they're happy, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when they're when they're when they're paying you money, it's always good to make sure you don't want you don't want to be taking that you know. I forgot to turn oh, off my uh, my phone. Hopefully, they don't try to call me back six times. Like, I'm on the <laughs> damn... Why are you, this person should know I'm on the live. They should be watching the show, for crying out loud. <laughs> All right. Well, I forget what I was saying, so we're just going to jump into the uh, to the viewer questions. Um, we have a new question from my last guest from last week, who was uh, James, paint finisher, just outside of Toronto here. And he would like to know, other than watching the Brush Off show... What keeps you up at night? Oh, what keeps me up at night? I think um, cowboys. I think not, not, not yeehaw cowboys, but yeah, cowboys in the trade definitely. I think um, things. I think things wind me up quite, quite easily. <laughs> and I, I, you know, seeing, especially on Instagram, you know, you, you you flip through stuff and you see people doing jobs and people doing things, and this is how you can do hacks and you know cut these corners by doing it this way and it's just things like that wind me up and uh but then equally at the moment i think keeping me up is probably the little baby is the main thing she keeps yeah. me up she keeps me and up. There, there's some pretty pretty wild looking uh paint gimmick tools out there too oh yeah you know oh, a yeah. lot a, a lot of different little funny things or it's like are real it's, it's... actually buying these things <laughs> like really it, it's um, I don't care who it... you are trying to sell it to me it's it's Really? But then equally, at the back of my mind, there's something going, I really want to try it. <laughs> I really want to use it and see see what it's actually like. Believe me, I got a box of uh, shit that I can send you that's been sent to me for trial. And I'll be more than happy if you've been wanting to try it out. You can try so those, every one of them. Those rollers, you see the rollers where you pull the paint inside the roller? Have you seen those? So, so oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those have been around for a long time. 
Yeah, no, is, exactly. Is in, in the actual pole, and you kind of have to push it to make the pink come out? No, no, yeah, no, no, but there's, there's one that's literally just on, on a handle, like a nine-inch roller, but mm. like, you, you take the top of the roller sleeve off, okay. you pull the paint straight in there, and obviously the more pressure you push on the on the roller, it just oozes out. It's just... Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, man, there, like I said, there's a, there's a lot of different things. You know, it, it's funny because people really like what they come up with. Like, if you came up with one of these things, you're not going to think it's a gimmick. No. You know, until you put it out there. And I feel bad for, for some of them that, you know, they try so hard to come up with this thing and they think it's great. And then they try to come to Instagram to think that, hey, this is going to take off. I'm going to become a millionaire with this little gimmick. And then they get like slaughtered. And I kind of feel bad for them. You know, well, that's the thing with so social media, though, isn't it? Everyone's got an opinion and everyone's, everyone's big and brave when it's mm -hmm. when they're on social media. It's, um, that's, I think that's one of the worst things you know social media is great and it's it's opened up so many avenues you know for me and for you know other people like me but yeah it's very very easy to uh throw your opinion out there i think mm -hmm. totally totally all right let's go to australia mickey the painter what do you like most about our paint our sorry what do you Man, I, I might have to take this off the wall and snap it. Uh, <laughs> what do you like most about our paint community on IG? And do you have any favorite painters? So I think for me, like I said, I had, had Instagram, didn't really use it. Um, and for me, at the time, it was kind of like, you know, there's the, there's the expression in the UK, I don't know if it's, you know, if it's a global thing, but it's, if you can piss, you can paint. I don't know if you've heard that before. So it's um, basically just saying, you know, anybody in any trade can, can paint. You know, anyone can. And it's, it's true, but it's, there's painting and then there's finishing. You know, there's, there's doing something to, to a standard. For sure. For sure. Um, For sure. But yeah, I think, yeah. Um, that, yeah. I mean, favourite painters? Well, yeah, well, so with the Instagram thing, um, that was how I saw painting really. I was kind of like, I'm doing it. I'm enjoying it. But, you know, I don't feel like there's much skill in it. Um, but then I went onto Instagram and, again, my partner, she her, she was very, very social media driven on her business. You know, and she was getting so much work from Instagram and, and social media, you know, and seeing so many people involved with her business. I was like, oh, I'm going to try this and started uploading my work and doing that. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, there's, you know, people in australia doing this people you know in america and canada and things like that and before you knew it they opened up you know that the paint fan thing isn't it you know you open up this whole community of people and that's where i actually really it motivated me a lot actually to push on and actually go no there's there's more to this than than the old kind of saying is you know anyone can paint there's there's more to the, this trade um so yeah favorite painters wise um definitely joshy i mean chat to him quite a lot painting by josh um i chat to him quite frequently um you know people like yourself todd um yeah uh edward over at pro tool he's mm -hmm. he's a good lad um yeah there's, there's so many to be, to be honest with you there's there's a load of guys that i follow you know sam the right painter as well um yeah there's, there, there's a few and it was that thing of I, I went out of the way and actually messaged these people and was like, 
hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, whatever. And it's amazing because you never know what people are going to be like, really. I know social media, you're not talking face-to-face, it's over the phone, but, you know, everyone was was awesome. You know, there there wasn't one, I didn't speak to one guy who was just kind of, Dis- discarding the message didn't want to mm. speak you know everyone wanted to speak and for that I-, I loved it you know it really motivated me to kind of push on and and you know get a name for myself all right on all right on all right let's head out to texas johnny the happy painter what type of vehicle do you prefer and why so i really wanted a truck for a very long time um i think um there's there's definitely a bit of americana in, in me yeah, that, um, that didn't sound English at all. You said that like a real, like, North America. I want a truck. <laughs> like, no, no accent to that whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I really, actually, funny enough, there's a guy who, um, he drives through the village every single day on his commute, and he's got a, a 2020 um, Dodge Ram truck, oh, nice. and he comes tearing through the village, and uh, it's, you know, it's still on left-hand drive. Yeah, it hasn't been, hasn't been converted. Oh. And um, I just look at it every day going, oh, I want one. But then equally, I'm like, it's just not practical. I haven't got the space. The house I live in is, it was built in 1860. It's nine foot wide. I don't have any storage. I can't have a truck because I've got nowhere to put anything I was. <laughs> you think your, so, house, your, uh, your house is nine feet wide? Nine feet wide, yeah. Your your house is only nine feet yeah, wide. The actual house itself, yeah. The land the landing from uh, from room to room is a foot square. Wow get your head around that yeah it's a very old english cottage it's very you know it's all the walls are made up of horsehair and it's that's all, yeah. why when nathan sent me a couple tarps i was very surprised on how small they were and he said that's a typical bedroom i said what the? that's a closet dude that's a walk-in closet <laughs> honestly it's um yeah the property the property in the uk is 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 strange because it is it varies so much you know you've got houses like mine which so mine's classes listed so mm-hmm. in the uk you've got listed properties which basically mean you need permission to to change them, right? Uh, because they've kind of got like a heritage on right. them. Okay, yeah, we have we we have uh, historical sites. That yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so so this is listed, so we can't do major works to it. But you know, you find houses like this are quite small. But then equally, you go down the road and people who are building the new builds, they're building these big open plan properties. You mm-hmm. know, so. Um, yeah, my house is very small, and I'm six six two and a bit, so I'm still hitting my head in the door frames, yeah, even now. <laughs> so, um, but going back to the cars, yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I really wanted a truck, but that wasn't going to happen. So, I recently got a new van. I've got a long wheelbase, so just something. I had a short wheelbase before I had a Volkswagen, um, but yeah, I got, I got a new long wheelbase now, just so all my all my gears and sustainers. So I completely racked out the van, and everything's organised and off the floor. So okay. I can go straight in and go, that's what I need. So uh, yeah. is that a Volkswagen again or no? No, this is a uh, Voxel. Voxel Bavaro it is. Um, I wanted a, a, a new uh, Volkswagen, but I mean, you're Pricey. looking, yeah, yeah, you're, lo- you're looking like 30 grand just, just for a panel van, you know, and it's just like, you know, for something that's going to get, not, not ruined, but, you know, something that's going to be used as a workhorse, it's, you know, I'd rather spend that on a car than, than buy a van, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll go back to Australia again. Wellings painting, Mr. Tony. Oil-based or water-based enamel? What's your preference? Uh, water-based, I think. There's 
especially uh, over this way, I think you can, there's a split in generation in the UK. You can see, like for example, people like my uncle, who are old school, um, you know, brush roller, they've done it for how many years, that's it, that's how it works. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? So they love oil, he loves oil. I used oil, I, I still I occasionally do use oil. But just for the for the pure fact of time, you know, application, all that kind of stuff, it's water-based for me, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just easy. And now with the hybrids and stuff they've got coming out, you can get the same finish with the oil as you can with, with water-based. Yeah, for sure. See, I was 26 years ago. I was on that point where not everything was latex. We were still doing all the woodwork and doors were going in yeah. oil. Um, bathrooms were still oil. Kitchens were oil. The bedrooms yeah. and everything else, we were already switching up to latex. Yeah, I, I hate oil. Yeah. I'm very glad oil's gone. Now, there's still times where we obviously have to use it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And obviously, we still will. But I'm very glad that oil is a thing of the past. Well, it's, just clean. it's just clean up as well, isn't yeah. it? That's the yeah. thing. It's just, well, you, even, know. you know, even having your brushes in your vehicle and smelling that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. I think it was a, a few months back, not even a few months back, I had a, a can of Arsal paint thinner. Yeah. In a jug with the lid on it, and I could smell it in my vehicle, yeah. and it was in that. So I, I couldn't wait to get back to the shop and get that the hell out. Um, but it's very rare, like you know, if we're doing popcorn removal and we have to like do some oil primer or something. That's yeah. a different story. But that's the same thing, like with with, with damp and stuff. You know, if we're using like damp sealers and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, oil is 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 it's got its place. You know, yeah, but I think what sure. you find that what you find over here, there's like the cheap alternatives with oil, and you know. You put it on and then within six months it's gone yellow and it's just it just looks rubbish right on all right let's go to the opposite corner from where you are and that's up to the northeast where marie is dragonfly decorators mm -hmm. she wants to know what's the funniest thing you thing you've ever seen on a job uh funniest thing i've seen on a job um oh. The funniest thing that's happened on the job probably is um, my dog, when I when he was a pup, he used to come to work with me pretty much every day since he was about nine weeks. And um, yeah, he got he, he got in the way of a uh, of a paint spillage. Um, it was at the end of the day, I was clearing up. Everything was up. Brand new, brand new oak flooring laid in the, in the property, getting everything up, getting all the dust sheets up didn't forgot about the tin of paint that was on the top of the steps in the corner um well actually i was borrowing the pair of steps and they so they're not mine so that's that's my excuse i wasn't used to them um but they, they opened the wrong way so when you lift them to move them they collapse so that mm. they shut and um yeah dog was running around having a time of his life picked up the steps tin of paint went down hit the deck projected out hit the dog um, so it was like a cartoon. There's like a dog-shaped paint outline on the wall where he got the front of the paint, and then that was it. He was head down on the floor, rubbing all on the new oak floor. I got all the dust sheets up at this point, and um, I guess for me, looking back at it now, it's 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 funny. But at the time, it was sheer panic, and <laughs> that's what I was going. That's what I was going to say. Did you hear the question? Looking back, <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, yeah. Looking but at, at it... the time, I'm sure that was probably one of the worst days of, of your life yeah. at that point. Yeah, uh, and then, I mean, in um, and funny, hopefully it was latex. 
It was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. No, God, thank God it wasn't oil or anything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, a guy also cut the end of his finger off um, on a job. I mean, that was, again, wasn't funny at the time, but at the end of the day when he was in the emergency room and we were clearing up and we found his finger, that was that was quite funny. Because <laughs> that was a, <laughs> a sent him a photo in the emergency room going, I think you've forgotten something. Uh, <laughs> right bit, bit dark. Yeah, all right. Uh, Marie also wants to know if you could paint up, if you could paint up, if you could team up. It's early for me. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm here. I should have had a nap before the show. If you could team up with any other painter on IG, who would it be and why? For one project. Uh, it'll be a little fanboy, I think. It's got to be Josh, I think. Painted by Josh. Going out to Australia. Got to be. I've got to be. Um, we've, we, yeah, we've, we've joked about it already before, about me heading out there, because I want to go out there to do a bit of travelling anyway, at some point, whether that's ever going to be possible, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, just just the area, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a nice place to work. That or, you know, Hawaii, mm-hmm. somewhere like that. With Sam, right on out there, he's yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I think he's only like a couple, not even a couple hundred steps from the beach. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, oh. whereas here I'm a couple hundred steps away from a wood. Yeah, it's, it's raining and muddy. I'm a couple hundred <laughs> steps from the top of a cliff that drops into Lake Ontario, but <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I could get to the beach. The beach is not too far. The beach is maybe. 12 minute drive from my house okay yeah but it, like i said it's also like feels like almost minus 20 or some shit today yeah. something like that something something ridiculous <laughs> uh, we've, been, we've been pretty spoiled this winter we had hardly any snow the other day we got uh, i don't know it was about 10 12 centimeters or something was the first snow we had uh, we had a little bit in december but we've been above zero for the most part which is crazy crazy we, for, for a Canadian we actually winter. got we actually got snow last week. Well, I say snow. I mean, our, our, our snow here is is frost for you, mm-hmm. you guys. But well, I seen I seen some of you guys. Uh, I guess it depended where you were. But I see. Well, you know what England doesn't get much snow, so when it does, it's all over social media. So yeah, I seen yeah. I seen things from a dusting to about maybe two three centimeters at most. Well, that's the thing, and I mean, everyone I knew, you know, even like an hour up the road was getting it, and here I was. Nothing was here. <laughs> I was sitting mm-hmm. outside waiting for something to happen. Going, come on, everyone's yeah. got it apart from me. Because I, yeah. I, 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 I used to ski a lot, and I, I love the snow. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we don't get it a lot over here. Right on. Okay, let's uh, head out to Dazzling Dave again, just down the road from me. Does music help at work, and what do you listen to? <laughs> um, I get a lot of comments actually on my stories for my music that I listen to because I have, um, I have classic. FM on, which is like a classical radio station, basically just plays loads of Mozart and symphony stuff. And I don't know why. I it's, I, I like it. I like all music. I, I you know I like anything, and I will listen to anything. But um, I found over the last year or so, it's it's um, yeah, kind of having that sort of music on. Just I just zone out and crack on with the work. Whereas if I've got some of the you know new stuff that's coming out it kind of what some of the music winds me up and I just kind of get frustrated going, how is this, how is this music? This isn't music. And then because of that, I find myself getting angry. So 
something that's calm, it's calm and neutral, and then I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm away. <laughs> it, it does the opposite for me. It slows me down because I get too busy wanting to dance, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, I love music. I, I mean, I like all different types of music. Yeah, so, but uh, normally when we're, when we're at work, we just normally do like a top 40, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, radio. it's a mix for me. It's, it's a mix between country uh, or classic or old school, like R&B. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird, weird mix. Um, See, I I never grew up with country at all. Like I never heard country. Neither, like I, I wasn't I. into country, and it wasn't until like the last few years. I'm still not. I wouldn't say I'm a country person, but mm. there's some really, really good country music. Yeah, you know, I think since these uh, Alexas and Google Homes and stuff have come around, and I basically just say, hey, throw some music on. And I'm not picking what I want to hear. Yeah. You know, you're cleaning, you're doing quotes, you're doing it, and you start hearing these songs over and over. And next thing you know, you're like dancing with fucking country music. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually some really good, some really good tunes. Especially in the UK, because you, yeah, country in the UK isn't isn't known much at all. You know, it's, mm. it's, you hardly hear it on the radio um, at all. So yeah, I think for, for me, I think it was, it was like. Instagram adverts. I think I heard heard a snippet of something. I was like, oh, he, he's cool. I li- started listening to him, and it kind of just evolved from that, really. And mm-hmm. yeah, right on. All right, let's. Uh, you, you mentioned Protol earlier. Let's head out to Jersey. Edward from Protol wants to know, especially now that you have a baby, mm-hmm. what are some of the challenges that you are faced with when trying to make time for both family and work? <sighs> to be honest, with you, that's been the hardest thing since having Litten. Um, is juggling work and home. Um, I think for me, I, I really struggle with the guilt side of things because, you know, we can go into it too much, but, you know, Litland, she's been quite unsettled, as, as she said, like reflux and colic and stuff like that, and being quite a, quite a grumpy, grumpy baby. And, um, but equally, she settles quite well with me. So then, obviously, I'm off, I'm off at work, and then she's screaming the house down all day. You know, then I'm, you know, I'm getting texts or whatever, and you know, it's that it's that guilt thing of going. I don't want, I don't want to go to work. If 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 I could not go to work, even though I love what I do, if I could not go, you know, I would quite happily stay at home and and be with with my missus and the baby. Um, so I think guilt for me was the hardest thing that I struggle with. Um, but like I said, uh, sacrificing working on a Saturday, or you know, having to do a, a, a week or weekends not having to do that and knowing that, you know, Monday to Friday, you know, Kate's doing the, doing the shift and then I, I get to, it's daddy, daddy time come, come the weekend. Um, but in terms of what's, I kind of went off topic there with it. What, what, was, what, what was the, what was the main part of the question? The, what are some of the challenges that you are facing challenges. with when trying to make time yeah, for both so, home? Yeah. So, so definitely challenge wise for me is, is definitely the guilt side of things. Like kind of, cause I, I want, I, I'm one of those people who I want to make everybody happy. And often, you know, by me trying to make everyone happy, it's kind of made things worse. Um, so yeah, guilt for me was the hardest thing because I, I took a chunk of work off, like time of work for mm-hmm. when she was due. And then she was like two weeks overdue. Um, so I couldn't put back work any further. So by the time, you know, baby came home and missus came home, I was like at home for like three days and I was back to work, you know? So, um, yeah, I think it's trying to find the, the, the happy medium between, you know, doing what you've got to do when you get home, you know, pulling your weight, 
Um, but then equally, you know, you've got to work. You know, you've got to, got to pay bills. You've got to, got to get out there. For sure. Not For sure. But without a lottery, that's what we got to do. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, John, no, it's not Tuesday night in Canada. It's called an English edition because Tuesday night is uh, when we normally do the show. It would be 2 a.m. Wednesday for Jack. So for the UK guys that aren't uh, night hawks like Nathan, who will stay up until 3 in the morning to chat to me, we have to be <laughs> All right, let's head out to Scotland, CMC Decorators. How much has the game changed since you've been in it? Um, I think it's uh, it's hard one for me to answer because obviously I'm quite. I I compared to some guys, I've I've only been in the game for you know seven years, nine years. There's a yeah, lot of change in the last nine years. Yeah, you said, yeah. You, you said the S word, sustainers. Yeah, yeah. So what do you have in those sustainers? Because I can tell you, seven years ago, you didn't have sustainers with all no, those no, pieces I, in I, it. I had, I had a couple of old beating up bags that I was throwing everything in and it was just getting launched into the back of the van but um, yeah to be honest with you yeah, if, if anyone sees my kit it makes it looks like I've got every bloody festival tour there is but it, they're all boxes and, you know, don't, mm. don't be fooled <laughs> the, the, they're all boxes they're all storage and they'll all help me know where everything is but um, yeah I think I think spraying is a big one for me dust of sanding as well that was something mm -hmm. that I, I never did um, so when I started you know it was all traditional it's the way to learn you know mm -hmm. learn the basics first then then progress and, and you know learn your niches fr from that but for me definitely i think seeing um i think social media helps as well because obviously this probably was this probably was going on but it wasn't i wasn't aware of it you know so dust is sounding spraying things like that um and like spray booths as well you know guys who do you know furniture and that you know they're, they're, they're still doing decorating but they're also doing stuff in booths and it's like the automotive side of painting, but in a commercial, it, it, it's that, that, that for me was a bit, was mind blowing, you know. For sure. I think social media uh, takes a lot of money out of our pockets because that's mm. where we see everything. That's where, that's, I mean, it was before Instagram, I was only on Facebook and that's where I saw my first festival set up. Yeah. You know, I don't know when I would have came across that. I probably wasn't going to see it in any of my local paint stores. I mean, no. there are a couple that carry them, but they're not the stores that I frequent. Yeah. yeah. So if it wasn't yeah. for for that, I wouldn't have uh, probably ever bought a festival or ever. And it's getting, about and it. it's 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 people you know as well, isn't it? As well, you know, you, you know, guys who who are doing who are in the trade or other trades, they go, oh, "I've just bought this, and this has helped so much with that." And then you kind of start looking into it and go, "Oh, okay, you know, mm -hmm. that's it." Then it's dangerous. Yeah. Well, the very very first person I I saw use uh, festival was actually a kitchen guy. About okay. four, four or five years back, here, and uh, what the hell? My wife is upstairs and she's calling me, interrupting my show. <laughs> Baby, you're you're pausing my live. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, I saw him, but I I didn't realize that there was actually sanding tools at the time. Right? He was yeah. telling me how he cuts all these things dust free and everything, and I was like watching him. And I was like, wow, it's great. It wasn't mm. until like you know two years after I first saw him with it that I saw. Shane Woods, um, one of my first guests on the brush off show using a festival. And he was doing yeah. a lot of popcorn back then, which I did. Yeah. And I fell in love with it just by watching his videos. I spoke to him just like a lot of guys talk to me about popcorn and stuff. Spoke yeah. to him about all those different machines, what grid of paper to use, and just fell in love with it. Bug, isn't it? I, don't, I don't know if I would ever do another popcorn job the way we used to do it ever again. No. 
Yeah. It's, it's, one, it's, it's once you've got something, you, you then go, how did I, how did I function before I had this? Mm -hmm. uh, how, how did I, how did I work before, before I had this equipment? Yeah. And it, it's funny because a lot of guys don't realize that, uh, you know, you can prep your walls before you paint them. It's not only for popcorn and for sanding plaster, you know, it's to give that uh, wall and I get all that old grid from the painters that didn't use lint free rollers or the, yeah, homeowner, yeah. the homeowner paint job with all the brush marks all over yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. use these things. I yeah. use that not only to sand, but to take down textures on walls, you know, and yeah. all the little yeah. the little uh, grid and stuff like that. So uh, it, it's just an investment to your to your business. And I plan on being around for a while, so I'm not afraid to invest. No, exactly. And that's that, I think that's been the biggest thing for me is um, I was very much one of those guys who I, I didn't want to spend the money because I couldn't see, I could justify it in my head. I was like, well, why am I going to pay, you know, couple hundred quid for that or a thousand pounds for this and you know why would i but then equally now you take the plunge and you do it you know because other guys message me going you know i'm looking at buying this and but i'm not too sure and i'm like it's investment you know i uh, the way i look at things i before i buy anything i kind of look to what i've got booked in work-wise and i kind of say okay well look if i get this i know that this job or this job and that job are going to pay it off Mm -hmm. you know or i'll be able to use it on that job and get this job done quicker you know so I, I find ways of justifying it in my head and and looking at it like you said as an investment rather than just spending money you know sure. that thing initially as long as you're working and you're constantly doing stuff week in week out you won't notice that money's gone because you'll just be you, you'll be on to the next job you know you'll be invoicing cracking on and you won't you won't notice that money's gone you know because you'll be using it and working and it will make your life better it is an investment massively for sure for sure all right uh cmc decorators also wants to know have you ever accidentally saw a client naked <laughs> no i haven't um i know guys who have have seen things in uh skyscrapers and blocks of flats that they probably shouldn't have seen when the curtains were open but um, yeah, not me personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to head out to Georgia. Scott from AAA. He wants to know what brand of paint do you use and why? So I use, uh, it varies. Um, it Again, being back to um, saying I'm not very organized with stuff. I, I also, um, I'm not always great at preparing and planning ahead. Um, so there's a, a company that I, I mostly use called Tacrilla. Um, they're based up in Scotland. They've been around for a long time, but again, it wasn't until last year that I actually got made aware of them. Started using their products, really, really liked it. Um, and it's obviously for me, that's like a four hour journey to, to get up there. Right. Yeah, more, more like six hours. It's opposite ends of the country. So, but they do a delivery. It's like, you know, you order it next day, it's on your doorstep. So I was using them, still do use them, but equally not planning ahead and then getting on a Sunday night going, I'm starting a job tomorrow and I haven't ordered any paint. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on, on where I'm at and, and what I'm doing. Um, but I tend to use, yeah, so a company called Tacrilla, which are great. Um, they do everything from, they do really good um kind of you know emulsions and things like that but they also do like industrial coatings and some really good stuff for like metal work and things so it's a um nordic paint 
I think it is. I'll put someone probably correct me on that or Scandinavian, something like that. Um, that's where the company is originated from, but seems to be for some reason Scotland are the main HQ. Okay. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah. I, I've um, seen uh, I've seen quite a few gallons floating around on the UK yeah, side. Yeah. Guys using it. It's got red, little red. Yeah, it's kind of like a it? kind of like a red kind of crown style. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that and um, yeah, Dulux. So use Dulux. There's a company called Johnson's over here, which is um, they're kind of I guess probably a bit like Sherwin Williams. You know, okay. it's, it's an own paint shop, but they sell their their paint. Um, so Johnson's, you know, they've got their own store. They sell everything like, like a normal paint shop, but the paint they sell is Johnson's. That, that that's that's their make, and it's very good quality. It's it's good stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I try since a couple of years ago where I've started saying started have more pride in my work. I've always had pride in my work, but um, since I've started using different systems and spraying and things like that, I've always been looking at different materials to use um so yeah if i can order stuff in i will but if i find myself short then i will i will go to because I, I know there's products on the shelf that are going to do a good job either way right yeah it's a quick right. stuff in my people one. had uh, mentioned that trachilla tr say it again trachilla a tr oh. I, can't, I can't even say it now trachilla trachilla okay. uh finland a couple of people had wrote up there <clears throat> so yeah all right let's go to uh nice decor Nick Nice, Nathan, Nick, a.k.a. Nick Nice. If you could have had any other job other than painting, what do you think you would have been and why? Um, so I briefed on it earlier. So uh, rugby was, was my main thing. I wanted to kind of do that as, as a career. Um, a lot of guys I went to, there you go, he's just called Tikrilla, T-I-K-K-U-R. Yeah. Um, so... Where I went to college, a lot of guys who I played with are now playing, you know, for England and professionals and contracts and things like that. Um, so that was my main aim. Um, injuries, things like that wasn't going my way. Military was a big one for me. Um, had the paperwork signs ready to send off. Um, then I met my missus. That got put on hold. And then, you know, before you know it, you know, we've we've got little and then you know that that idea of me ever going off to the military is is never going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. um, but no, yeah, for me it was it was either going to be rugby or military. That was my. All right. See, point. I threw that was Nathan's question, and I threw that at him, and that was his same uh, same response. He would have yeah. played rugby. Well, I think he did play rugby, but he said he would have played professional rugby. I yeah. guess he. Th I guess he thinks he's that good. <laughs> we, we we all do really. I mean, well, you know, to, he's right? got he's got to be a little quicker now without the thirty pounds of facial hair, right? <laughs> That's the wind, wind resistance, just pulling it back. <laughs> That's it. All right, my wife has a question, Emily Grundy. How involved are you with the process of your client's design vision? Um, so that again, that's something I've kind of been working on doing more. Um, I've been kind of looking at like color consultations and sitting down and, and trying to, I've always, I've always kind of had a good, good way of speaking to my customers in terms of, you know, customer communication. I've always felt like I'm quite good at sitting down and talking. Um, but it's something that, yeah, I kind of left them with a couple of color charts and said, let me know the color, you know, and we'll go from there. Whereas now I try and sit down and say, you know, 
what are you wanting out of this have you got any you know ideas pinterest is another great one you know so many people now are going on pinterest and going i want my lounge or my, my bathroom to look like this and this is the kind of idea i want and they like, put mood boards together and things like that and so yeah so i, I definitely sit down and and discuss colors and um discuss ideas what what, what they want um yeah people you know people are getting too many ideas from pinterest some of yeah. them are good some of the ideas are just like you want me to what <laughs> hold on let me get a torch and we'll just burn it down we'll start from scratch exactly yeah, your yeah, house yeah, is not yeah. gonna look like this picture from pinterest but uh, no, i know i guess i just think i just saw um nathan's comment about playing for scouting for wigan reserves my great granddad played for wigan back in the day what's, um, a, what's a reserve like a, a he's a he's a standby <laughs> I don't, wasn't, not, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't quite good enough to be on the team as a reserve I just think, the kind of guy I, like what is that a bench warmer <laughs> water boy yeah there you I go think, uh, yeah, good job actually, Nathan yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> right on uh, I'll, I'll bug him about it later for, and anyone who thinks I'm an asshole for picking on Nathan Nathan's my friend he's used to it um, he comes back at me a little bit but not as much as I get him I don't think he's as good alright let's head back out to uh, I love the guy, though. Let's head back out to Australia. Mike's Painting, who was a guest uh, just about a month ago. What are some of your early day painting blunders? Um, so, yeah, probably the one I mentioned about the dog, the tinder paint gun over. That's probably one of the biggest ones that's happened to me. Um, I've had the wrong spec before. We've done the wrong color. And the customer's gone back and gone, what, what is this? <laughs> um blunders oh. trying to think really everybody's come off the step ladder and landed in a tree yeah i've done everybody's that, I've done that. I, put, I put my i put my foot through a 10 liter bucket of of paint brand new brand new tub i don't know why it was under my steps but i was kind of again rushing came down the steps put my foot straight through so no i put this sorry i put the steps down on the on the paint so I was the paint was on the floor. I was kind of moving things around. Somehow, I I put the leg of the the steps in the side of the the, the ten liter bucket. Oh, just geez. split it, split it in half. Just uh, just yeah. And that was the beginning of the day and the beginning <laughs> of the week. Just uh, nightmare. All right, let you know what. Let's head just twenty minutes from you to uh, Rick Appleton from London. He wants to know what's the next big purchase to help improve your business. Whoa. The missus is listening. I don't know how I should, I should say. <laughs> um, no, um, so I, I recently bought the Mercaliros, which um, I know I've, I saw your post recently about the, with the Playnex and stuff. Um, yeah, so I got that recently, but I definitely have been looking at um, the linear sander from Festival, the like the profile sander. Okay. That you, can, you can buy the different heads and stuff. Heads, yeah. Um, that's probably one I've been looking at the most at the moment, I think, just because I've been doing a lot of architrave work and skirtings and things where there's different mouldings. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing it and I've been getting getting the finish I want, but I'm always looking at ways to try and make speed things up and, and be a bit more productive with it. Um, All right. Instead of doing things by hand. But yeah, I think the, the, the linear sound... <laughs> Excuse me. Question for you about the Leros, because I have yet to try one. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a 
Merca guy because I went Fest Tool first. Had yeah. I saw Merca first, I may have went that route and not a touch Fest Tool. Um, <laughs> I know with their hand sanders, you have to press that funny button to keep yeah. it going. The Leros, do you have that little trigger or is it an on and off switch? No, so it's on and off switch. So it's you've got, um, yeah, when you plug it in, you've got your power button and you've got your your on on and off for the for the sounder. So click the power on, selects your speed, and then just hit the button. Um, but funny you said about the festival market because I was I was torn when I was looking at going into dust and sanding. Um, I was like, oh, festival! It looks really cool. I really like the colours. <laughs> I think I think festival is it's very minimalist and it's very clean. I'm very I'm a big fan of less is more, and I think it, they look very smart. Um, but then again, fanboy and Josh, he posted a I think he posted a video of Go Industrial with the Merkur sander. And it was a really cool edited video with music and he was standing next to of a property. And <laughs> the, the, I think whatever the video was doing, trying to get people to buy it worked because I, <laughs> I went out literally that night and, and ordered, ordered Merca. Um, but then again, since then I've, I've, I've got festival gear, you know, I've got RTS and stuff. And yeah, I mean, now looking at it, I kind of wish I went festival, but um yeah, I think I went with Leros just because. I don't know. I think I, yeah, I just I just preferred it, and this was in the in the 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 kind of time before the Play Next Two came out, mm -hmm. the new one. Mm -hmm. um, whereas now my mate he always teases me for having Merca, who's who is all festival. He's pretty sure he's going to get the the new Play Next. So I'm sure we'll have a we'll have a wall sound off. Uh, yeah, and they, they keep delaying that. I, that's the one thing that I hate about Festool is that, uh, you know, they didn't do a worldwide release. Yeah, they just kind of do you it. Know, so here's Mr. Festool fanboy over here that can't get my hands on one. And, you know, they just keep pushing it back and put now yeah. they're in late summer. It's like, what do you mean late summer? Really? You know, I, I can't yeah. even get a UK guy to send me one because you guys have funny looking plugs. The plugs are not the same. <laughs> you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, well, you know, I, I'll pay for the shipping and I'll, you know, I got so many guys in the UK that I'm sure yeah. would be willing if I send them the money that we could get it over. But I don't want to get screwed on that power. And I also don't want to screw up any kind of warranty. I was going to say, because you'll, you'll probably have to, you have to use like an adapter and it, it just probably, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so, probably worth it. Because I'm, I'm going to patiently wait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I saw a preview for a new power pack they're doing. It's like a wireless oh, power pack. Actually, I think I saw it on your story, maybe. I actually Googled Probably. it afterwards. Yeah, I yeah, was trying yeah. to find a price, but I couldn't even find a price on it. You don't want to know the price. I don't want to know. I, I figured I didn't want to know. No. Because I, I know what a little inverter is worth, and I don't want to know what an actual it's, power it's, pack is. It's a lot more than what I thought, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, f yeah, from what I've heard, you're looking oh, – UK, you're looking at a couple, couple of grand, a couple mm -hmm. of thousand. Yeah, so probably a few uh, thousand. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, if you're working somewhere, you know, with again, it's it's an investment. If you can justify it and you you can make the money on it or whatever, you know, each to their own. You know, mm -hmm. someone's going to have a use for it. You know, it's. I think being what it is as well, it's not going to be just for trade. It's going to be you know camping or whatever. You can use it forever because it's, yeah. it's a portable generator, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't get enough juice off of one of those. Uh, Milwaukee has a cool little clip that you can put to your battery that gives you an outlet on it now okay you're not gonna run a fest tool on it i mean but you can no. take that camping too right that's that's yeah, a yeah. pretty pretty cool little thing and those are a little pricey too man i wouldn't think that you know a little plug that you slide on your battery would be a couple hundred bucks or more but they're not all that cheap 
No, I, yeah, I think anything now, anything you look at when it comes to, you know, power tool related, it, it's you, you're going to have to spend a little bit. You know, you, you, gone are the days of having getting anything kind of cheap. I mean, everything's kind of they're all in all in market. They're all against each other, aren't they? Everyone's everyone's kind of, you know, getting sales and stuff. So yeah, you've got to pay for the best, I guess. For sure. All right, you know what? Let's do a few more questions. I know that you got to get out to your little one there. Uh, let's go out to um, Danny, top line, out there in Calgary, Canada. Yep. How do you feel about putting your work up on a public platform such as Facebook or Instagram? So, yeah, for me, I mean, I always run it past my clients anyway, first, um, because, you know, you are posting photos of their home different if you're doing site work where it's, it's empty but if you're working in someone's house i always ask anyway um i've never had anyone say no um but yeah it's been brilliant for me i mean it's been like i said other than word of mouth facebook and instagram have been brilliant i haven't got a lot of work of instagram but i've i've built a, a, a good network of people who for sure i who i can ask for advice or people can ask me for advice um you know, but Facebook, yeah, definitely has been been very good because you know, someone posts, I need a decorator, and before you know it, I've got you know seven, eight, nine people who have tagged my business, and it, it's great, you know, to look down the list of comments and just see see your business name. It, yeah, it's, it's not because it means you're doing something right, you know. For sure, right on. All right, let's go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States, color house painter. What's a new tool that you have recently bought that you can't believe you've been painting without? Yeah, so um, the well, I mean, in terms of prep wise, the Leros. That's um, yeah, for me. I again, I, before I bought it, I was kind of looking, going, how do I justify spending this money on it? Because again, it's it's that that wasn't a cheap, cheap bit. I think it's on the same same sort of price as the Planex. Um but I had a big six bedroom fresh plastered property and i was like if i'm going to go through with my orbital hand sander on that whole property it's going to take me ages you know it's going to take so long so yeah i got the wall got the wall sander and that you know really helped massively um but in spraying as well you know i got i upgraded sprayer last year before that i was running like a little cheap diy wagner sprayer just to kind of get used to it and learning how, how it works and spray patterns and things like that so then yeah got a got you know got into graco last year um you know and that helped massively you know that kind of what, thing. what what was the difference between your wagner and your graco um is, is well a I mean, similar difference between like a smart car and a cadillac escalate <laughs> yeah well i mean the, the wagner i had you couldn't even change the pressure so it was um it was uh, was it a little hand dude or was it a, a no so i i had one of the handle thing uh, the, mm. the handheld ones but i broke it straight away because it just what i was trying to do it just wasn't it wasn't capable of that um but no i had a what was it i think it's the one 150m i think it is um but you can kind of pick it up at like you know like, like local tool shops and i think it was like a couple hundred quid mm. and it was great for, for what it was it, it was brilliant you know because it was even though it, you couldn't change the pressure on it, it it worked at a very good pressure. So you didn't have to worry about if you were trying to get the tails out, for example, you would just thin the product rather than play around with the pressure. Um, but for me, just getting used to spraying, getting used to, you know, filters and, you know, 
all that kind of stuff and trigger control and you know all the all the fun bits of spraying you know just getting used to it because it, it was so alien to me mm-hmm. and then when i got the, when i got the gray coat again that was like oh now i've got now i've got a i've got to dial in the pressure and i don't know how to but then you know it, it's the good thing about gray coats i think they're very self-explanatory and they're very basic so you can kind of look at it and there's a there's a company down in the uk that do literally they're on hand to call for advice and they post videos daily on youtube to you know help you if you if you get stuck with stuff so because like i said i'm self-taught mm-hmm. um i was going to i was going to do courses and things and then um there's a chap i follow um called insta sprayers he's based in the uk and he does very very high level work and um i'm talking like looks like he sprayed a car you know he's making like mdf look like a car you know it's it's it's, it's amazing um but he was saying you know from what you get you know if you're you, you don't do in a course you know what you're really getting from it other than if you're doing a day course spraying you know at the end of the day you get a piece of paper saying that you've done a day course spraying you know whereas if you actually get out and do it and practice on your own projects or you know in your own home or whatever and, and kind of learn from that way you know you can learn learn a lot more but for going back to the question spraying sprayer was my big thing that now i couldn't imagine doing it other any other way really and the dust of sanding that was good you were able to circle back and remember the question <laughs> most, most of my guests don't do that and i thought i was the only one so well done now I, i'd like to clarify something i see nathan trying to get something going here Who's more patriotic, Dave, Danny, or Chris? I'd like to say I'm a very patriotic Canadian, but even more so, I'm more patriotic to my city. All right, Nathan? <laughs> See, everything is my city. My skyline, my my old sign, I had to take it out because it's more we do more international speaking to people. So I thought I'd kill Toronto. I got the skyline tattoo. I got it on my van. It's I love Canada, but I love Toronto. Ontario is a province, Nathan. I live in the province of Ontario. It's very similar to a state, but we are a little different than uh, the Americans. Are you, so, you, you, are you born and bred? Yeah, born and bred, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my people actually came from. Uh, you said you're 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or 20 out of London. Yeah, about yeah, about about yeah. Uh, 30, 30, 40 minutes. So yeah. you might know, and you're in a little stick. It might even be the same little stick where my people came from. They were from uh, Tadley. Okay. Like southwest of London, from what I know. Yeah, yeah. So that's more kind of where. Yeah, so I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm the. I'm the other way. I'm down. Down on the east side, a bit more. Okay. Uh, so you know, you know the place. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, 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 right yeah. Well, it's like um again, Josh uh, from PBJ. His family are from from um. I think they're literally from down the road from me originally. You know, oh, really? family of, of, yeah, sister, and then they immigrated years ago from, from you know, UK from Sussex, right, actually. Um, it's a small world, you know, it's weird, you know, even though we're miles apart, you know, everyone's got weird little links somewhere. Right on. All right, we will do one more question, maybe two. Cool. Uh, two quotes from Washington. Was there a time when you're worried about your decision to start up on your own? Uh, yeah, I think because it was, even though I had the kind of support still from my dad in terms of he, he still had work that I could have, uh, if I needed it, 
it was that kind of shock of going, you know, like I said, when, when I was doing work for the agents and they kind of said, we need to have a business, you know, we need to pay a business. You know, before I knew it, you know, I was down the bank and I was setting up business accounts and registering myself as a self, self-employed self business. And then it's kind of within a couple of weeks, I've gone from just being a labourer, I guess, to, to, to family, to having my own business, my own brand, and then going, you know, you know, I'm in the big world, <laughs> big bad world. You know, I've got to, you got to, you know, you've got, you've got to deal with things like tax and all that kind of stuff, and um, and you've got, you know, you've got to get the work because you know, the biggest thing, you're self-employed. One week you can earn, earn a good wage, next week, you know, you might not have anything come in. So, um, for me, it was the kind of initial panic of going. I've started on my own, and luckily for me, like I, said, I was doing the work for the agents, so. I knew that I had work there. So I think that kind of links to why I never pushed my business because I threw my eggs in one basket, really. I shouldn't have, but I did. Um, and I was kind of like, the, the agents are giving me loads of work. I'm just going to keep doing this. It's, it's going to be fine. And then from you know getting like five, six emails a week with different jobs to quote, you know, it started to drop down to like two or three. And then before you know it, you know, they weren't giving you anything. And I was going, well, I've got no work, you know. So then I started promoting my business and looking elsewhere and doing more private stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it kind of blew up from there. But it was that initial shock of when I got, I got comfortable. I got complacent with it because I was like, yeah, they're just going to keep feeding me work. Mm-hmm. And then I, I soon found out late. It wasn't anything on, on my doing, but it's kind of like flavor of the month. You know, one month you're their favorite contractor. Next month. For sure. For sure. You know? For sure. I, I recently had that, that same type of thing. I, I started to do a lot of stuff for, you know, almost exclusively for very well known and very busy real estate agent. Um, you know, did I lose my, did I lose sound? You there? No, can you hear Oh, some reason it jumped into my phone for a second. Um, <clears throat> I guess he found. I mean, I don't. I don't work for cheap, and these are flip houses. So you might have found somebody cheaper. I hadn't heard from him for a while. Called yeah. me back a couple times over the last year, but I mean, I was almost exclusively working, which is a scary thing because I'm not making any connections because I'm focusing yep. on you. Although I did yep. do a lot of work for the people that were normally empty houses up for sale, right? So yeah, when yeah. those people buy a new house, I was taking them as a new contract and stuff. But yeah. I, I almost forgot about being my own business, focusing yeah. my time for him to have yeah. him just all of a sudden say, you know Stop what? You. Maybe I found somebody cheaper. There was no, there's no loyalty. connection. There was there was nothing, like nothing. We were we. I yeah. thought we were like this. Yeah, yeah, realized yeah, pretty yeah. quick that no, you're just another painter. Right? And especially for me, like you know, that that for me was my first kind of contact. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, you know, I was like, yeah, this is amazing. You know, I'm I'm getting paid this this for that, and you know, I'm getting in and out, and getting it done. Um, and then again, my dad was doing work for them as well. You know, my my dad started his his career in like building houses and big stuff. And then as, as he got older, he started doing the maintenance side of things. And yeah, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's easy. The work's there. I don't have to look for it. And then, yeah, like you said, before you know it, you know, sharp shop. All right. Let's finish up with uh, a question from Fox painting out of New York state. Who I believe is on vacation somewhere hot right now. And I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> um, being painters, we have all made mistakes and have learned from them. What is one mistake that you have learned, or sorry, that you have made, and how did you learn from it? 
Um, I think for me, going back to uh, stop saying talking about the same stuff again, but um, I think doing what I was doing with the agents and stuff, it was that kind of getting into bad habits of there was no sort of sense of kind of pride. And I think because of that, you start falling into habits of kind of getting in, getting out, like you're saying, flip houses, getting, getting it done, getting out there. But the thing is where, where, where we were, it was like student accommodation. So it, it was wrecked. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, a new build. It wasn't, a, you know, a nice property. It was like, you go in there, give it a lick of paint, make it look presentable for the next person coming in. Um, and for me, I, I I got driven by the money side of thing. I think I, I, I was chasing chasing the work for the wrong reasons. You know, I was trying to go, you know, I'll get this job done, I'll get that done, I'll get that done, I'll get that done, and, you, know, and, you know, get as much in a, in a month as I can. But because of that, I was I was rushing, and I was you know you you start to cut corners and things like that, and you fall into bad habits. And you know, working with my dad as well. My dad wasn't a painter, you know, so he was quite short tempered when it came to painting and hence, hence why he got me to do it. Um, so yeah, kind of fell into the habits of, 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 you know, getting it in, get, get it, get it done, get paid, get out, get home. There was no kind of, you know, it was cutting corners and not doing a job properly. Whereas now I now realize, okay, well I'll price that for a little bit longer and I'll, I'll, I'll give myself time on a job and you know, I'm not rushing. I'm not rushing. So instead of doing, you know, three or four jobs a month, I'll do one or two. You know, I'll, but I'll make sure that I'm I'm giving it as much attention as I can. Yeah. And given given the best best finish, you know, instead of going, no, oh, I've only done two jobs this month. You know, whereas before, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm smashing out jobs left, right, centre. But were they all great standards? You know, honestly, they they probably weren't, and I'll hold my hands up to that because you you live and you learn. And I I was very young, in you know I was I was a noob. You know, I, I didn't know mm-hmm. a lot. I was still still learning. Whereas now I can look back at it and go, what was I doing? You know, yeah. and I think that's important for anybody starting out. Is is I think don't. Someone asked me the other day about um, you know, what's the best way to kind of start out and get into it? You know. I'm, I'm looking at going into to painting with a stop my own business straight away. And I kind of thought, you know, shadow someone, you know, learn from somebody, try and find someone who's got the real experience and the real knowledge and the real, you know, attention to detail and has got, got the eye and, and shadow them and, and, uh, you know, appreciate the job and the, and the trade rather than just looking at it as, as a way to make money. The money will come, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a, a matter of kind of, stepping stones you know you take your time build your platforms and then the money will come but um yeah don't don't rush or cut corners to to get there for sure 100 percent agree with you i couldn't agree with you more um i know you were probably making a lot less money when you were trying to smash out job after job trying to do three in a week instead of two in a month you know what i yeah. mean so yeah you know what we all go through those uh early stages you know it, it's one thing that you have to have you know, to be successful, not only is to push good work, but you have to have confidence. Yeah, you know, we're going to come across, we're going to come across things that might be out of our comfort zone. And, you know, if yeah. you're going to walk into someone's house, you better be able to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to, to start out with at least have some confidence. If you think and, you can't do it, 
there's a good chance you're not going to be able to. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, the only way you're going to learn is by doing, you know, mm-hmm. you can, and then equally, I don't believe in, in learning on someone's someone's property. You know, if, yeah. you're, if you're going into the deep end and doing, you know, a multi-million pound property, if you've managed to somehow get that as, you know, as an early on job, um, you know, that's not the ideal place to, to be practicing and, and learning, you know, but then equally, that'll be the ideal place to be practicing and learning under somebody else, you know, under supervision of someone. And the only way you're ever going to learn with anything is, is by doing, you know, the same thing with college and courses and things like that. You know, if you're sat in a classroom for, you know, all day learning about something, you know, you'll learn more, by going out and doing something practical rather than sitting and reading books, you know. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, Jack, I won't keep you any longer. I just want to thank you again for your time this evening. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, appreciate you being here. And uh, for everyone else, we will be back on our regular Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're heading out to, I believe it's he's in Oregon, and that's uh, Castle Painting. So we'll be back on Tuesday, Alpha. I'm going to check the results to see if the people want to see you on the brush off. <laughs> yes. Alpha for, for, there we go. There's another yes. Go to the story and hit the yes because we're going to publish <laughs> that a little later. Uh, before all the no's come in, I got to get it while it's still above 50%. So we'll, we'll get him on here soon. I've been only bugging him for about a year. And if the border wasn't closed, I told Sam earlier, I would, I would just drive right down to his house and fire up the live as, I, as he answers the door. Throw them, throw them right <laughs> off, but we can't get into the country right now, so I can't do that. Um, anyways, like I said, Jack, thank you, everyone else. I'll see you on Tuesday, Jack. I'll try to have the uh, I'm gonna publish this live now, and then normally in less than 24 hours, I'll have the podcast up. So, cool, in case you ever want to give it a listen when you're yeah, at work. I, 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 instead, I of, instead of the classical music, maybe smash out our podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you. All right, my friends. Everyone else, take care. We'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks, Jack. Talk to you. Cheers, buddy.